there listening on WBCQ shortwave on 7490. You are listening to the pre-show for our Amateur Radio Roundtable, a show about ham radio. We're going to start in about uh, 15 minutes, so hang around, and in the meantime, enjoy the music, and uh, we'll see you in about 15 minutes for our uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. Oh, 
I'm going to welcome all of our shortwave listeners out there to Amateur Radio Roundtable. Our uh, show will start in about 10 minutes, so stick around. Right now, you're listening to uh, Joe Cocker and mostly uh, Stevie Winwood on uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. 
You're out there listening on uh, WBCQ out of Monticello, Maine on 7490. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. Tom at w5kub.com. And uh, let us know where in the world you are and uh, how you're hearing, hearing the uh, station tonight.
right, you're listening to uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable on WBCQ Shortwave Station. That'd be 490 out there. Our ham radio show is going to start in about two or three minutes, so I uh, hope uh, you'll stand by and uh, join us. We'll be glad to have you. Uh, many of uh, us started off as shortwave listeners, and uh, we'd just love to uh, have you join our show. We'll be uh, starting it in a couple minutes, so don't run off. Hello. Let me get the echo off here. 
Hey, hi out there to everybody out there, especially uh, all you people out there listening on International Shortwave on 7490 WBCQ out of Monticello, Maine. Uh, we're so glad to have you tonight. This show is called Amateur Radio Roundtable, and it's about ham radio or amateur radio. Hope you'll stick around. If you're a shortwave listener, it might be interesting to you. Many of us started off as shortwave listeners back many, many years ago, so uh, we're, we're so glad to have you. Um, join our Facebook group, if you will. We have a great Facebook group for shortwave listeners and ham radio operators and electronic enthusiasts. Uh, and that Facebook group is just called W5KUB, and uh, you can uh, uh, search for that in, you, in uh, Facebook. You'll find us. We'll, uh, we'll uh, click the join, join you up, and you'll be a member of the group. We've got about 13,000 uh, people in that group now. It's a, it's a great group, so uh, please do that. Also, uh, if you will, everybody out there listening and watching, watching the show, if you will, Hey, click that subscribe button. I'm helping you out right there. I'm showing you where that subscribe button is. Uh, please click that subscribe button. It really helps us on YouTube to, uh, for YouTube to advertise our show. Uh, it helps people find our show that are looking for things like radio and electronics. Uh, so uh, about 20 or 30% of our viewers that come to us uh, find it. Uh, from the little thumbnails, you know, over on the left side of the uh, uh, the uh, YouTube channel there. So please click that and hey, hit the uh, hit the uh, uh, hit the like button and also hit that uh, subscribe bell because we come on sometimes during the week with special things uh, that are not scheduled and uh, at least that way you'll get notified if we come on the air. So please do that. Again, for our shortwave listeners out there on WBCQ, if you will, send me an email to tom at w5kub, w5kub.com. That's tom at w5kub.com. And let us know where in the world you are. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's see. What else is going on here with announcements? i got four or five neat little things to talk about tonight. we got Glenn with us tonight. Um and uh, let's see, I've talked about, okay, I've done the intro. Hey, Glenn, how you doing tonight, man? Hey, I'm doing real good. Um, got to stay home from work today. They've kind of shifted my hours a little bit, so not so worn out, not so rushing to, to get, get back here and get on the air. And uh, so it's been kind of nice getting ready for the holidays um, next week. So still busting my tail on the book hoping to get that done in time and then i can take a little bit of a break and start creating some new things well you're a busy man i tell you i don't know how you do it there <laughs> i need to retire just i don't know so I, can man, I need to go back to work man. i don't have enough time retirement to, to do this kind of stuff here uh i tell you what we'll trade you can do my job and i'll retire yeah, and that well, way we'll both have enough time to get done what we need to get done i might not be able to do your job though yeah <laughs> All right, hey, let me just, uh, hey, let me let me say one thing real quick. Tonight, you know, this was Veterans Day uh, a couple days ago, and every year we always do a little uh, tribute to our veterans out there by showing their pictures uh, on our Facebook group uh, on the show here. And we've got a lot of veterans in the group. Uh, and, and since last year, I'm sure we have a lot of new ones. But we only had three entries this year. On the Facebook group. I don't know if people just quit reading the Facebook group or what. So, 
In a few minutes, we're going to show veteran pictures here on the show. And if you want to get your picture on the show tonight, real quick, go to our Facebook group, W5KUB. Scroll down, scroll down to the little post there about veterans. And you'll see the picture of the veterans there. And uh, post your picture there and tell us who you are and uh, where you were and when it was and all that. So you got a, you got about four or five minutes now to get that in. Again, I don't know what happened, but we had three entries, and one of them was mine. So, you know, I, I'm, I guess I might as well say we had two entries. And usually we get like 20 or 30 or 40. I, so I don't know what's happened. Woo, don't know what's happened. All right, I, so back to you. I just wanted to get that in here, so I'll give them a few minutes here to, <laughs> to get that in here. So, hey, Glenn, I got a question for you, man. You're, you're up on all this technology, man. Here's a little battery right here. This is a 18650. You familiar with those? Mm, what is that? One of those lithium? Yeah, well, it's a, well, it's a lithium. 3.7 it's volts. A, it's a 18650. They make a 16650. Those are standard sizes. I, I thought it, I, I don't know if it's lithium or NICAD. What's uh, the voltage on it? 3.7? Well, yes, it's 3.7. Odds are that's a lithium. Yeah, I think it probably is. 3.7. Now, that's a pretty small little battery, but that's got a bunch of pack power packed into it, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. 500. That's got five amp hours in it, man. Five yeah. amp hours. That's amazing, isn't it? You know, it's amazing. I wish we could fly something like it on our balloons, but it's just too darn heavy, man. Yeah. I think it weighs about 70 grams. So, anyway, the reason I brought this battery out tonight, I was surprised to learn this. And I saw this and in, in, in watched the video on this. You know the Tesla cars, the Teslas that are coming out. There's several different models, but say the, the Tesla S model. Uh-huh. Did you know it runs on these batteries? <laughs> can you imagine that? Yeah, can, just, can, just stacks and stacks you and that? stacks of them. Can you? The Tesla... The Tesla car runs on these batteries right here. <laughs> right here. And the Tesla, the S model, but here's, here's the kicker. The S model has 7,000 of these in the car. Yeah. 7,000. Man. Man, oh, man. Yeah. Can you imagine what changing those batteries, you know, what that would involve? Seven thousand. Now let, let's go down to some of the smaller Teslas just real quick here. I'm looking at it on the internet here. Hey, the the uh, Model S uh, Plaid, which is a pretty good, pretty fast car and got some good range to it. It's got four thousand six hundred and eighty of these in it, and uh, uh, you know uh, the Plaid. Uh, you know the Plaid name came from the movie with. Uh, you know, what was that, uh, the, the Spaceballs, I guess, or whatever it was. Uh, what was it? That, uh, what was the first speed they got up to? It was real fast. Uh, uh, well, it was ludicrous. Ludicrous speed. speed was... Ludicrous. Well, okay. There's a speed faster. They got, if in the movie, they got to a speed faster than ludicrous, and it was called Plaid. I don't know if you remember that or not. I don't remember that one, but yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, they went plaid with it. Anyway, so the the the, uh, the the Tesla S plaid has four thousand six hundred and eighty of these things in there, man. 
So, man, 4,000. 4,000? Can you imagine the person that had to install all of those into their little container? I'm guessing they got a robot that does this now, man. I don't know. Oh, got to be. You know, I saw I saw a, 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 a little funny uh, picture uh, a year, year or two ago about running the Tesla car and they showed it running on like double A batteries, and I thought, yeah, you know, somebody's just raking a big joke. You know, they had like thousands of double A batteries in there, and I always thought it had big batteries. You know, yeah, I would have thought but, so too. But four thousand, seven thousand of these in there, and uh, man, you know, so I hey, can't picture, you know, the space that four and seven thousand is well, going to take. You know, up. hey, you know, well, ten, ten wide, ten wide by a hundred. Well, ten by a hundred—that's a thousand. Yeah, times seven. Then, so I guess you're going to have to stack it. Yeah, I guess they, then, I guess they stack them and also you know cover quite a. Uh, and can you imagine the weight that's going to yeah. be involved? And that's the thing. That's the thing. You know. And so. what if you have one cell go bad? How are you going to find it? Well, I don't know if you do or not. To tell you the truth about that, <laughs> man, you better hope that. And, they're all built the same and rugged. Well, that, that's true, and you know, man, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I fully grasp the the electric car yet because you know, okay, so we're not paying for any gas, right? Of course, we do have to pay for a little electricity. I don't know what it costs mm-hmm. to charge one, but we're paying a little for electricity, and you know, we're thinking, okay, man, you know, hey, we're not having to pay for gas, boy. I'm, I'm making a kill in here. You know, I'm driving for free. But then 10 years, 12 years comes around, and you got to replace 7,000 of these. Yep. I, I would imagine right then you need to get rid of your car. I think somebody posted yeah. online that it was like $20,000 to replace the uh, the battery pack in some of the, the electric vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's oh. just a there's just a bunch of them like uh, like uh, Mike said. There's serious parallel. Lots of them, man. Uh, yeah, too, yeah. And uh, you know, let's see. Yeah, you don't have to recharge gasoline. Yeah. Hey, I saw a picture the other day. I saw a picture the other day. There was an electric car that broke down on the side of the road, and there was a guy with a great big five thousand watt generator behind it, charging it. Charging it up. Yeah. 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 I saw that, man. That, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I think the Prius design is probably the better of the bunch. Little three-cylinder engine, you know, to run and to charge things. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I, I watched a really long uh, video on this, and I was just kind of amazed. You know, software-wise, Elon had had, uh, uh, locked the cars out, top speed 168 miles an hour, and uh, 168. Now, I, I understand... Since then, he's he's unlocked it, so you know that little electric motor to take it up to two hundred miles an hour easy. Pretty soon, these things are going to be moving about as fast as a jet, man. You know? Man, that's unreal. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Oh, let's see. Okay. All right. Well, I thought that was kind of interesting to talk about that. We'll uh, we'll see if we can't find another little uh, little subject like that maybe next, for next week here. Um. All right, let's see. Um, hey, I did a little video tonight, and we're gonna we're gonna check out the the Rigo uh, spectrum analyzer I bought, the new spectrum analyzer, and uh, I'm not very familiar with it, so I'm learning it. And 
So I put together a quick video. I, I noticed there was a few mistakes in here. I tried to correct them, uh, but uh, we'll talk about those uh, a little later there. Uh, let's see. Hey, here's an interesting thing. You know, special event stations. Everybody works these special event stations. And what's the weirdest? Could you think of the weirdest special event you've, you've ever worked uh, or heard, Lynn? I mean, mm, uh, you no. know, there's, there's, there's um, battleships out there and the Civil War yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know and, that, um, who was it, uh, San Diego does yeah. the warships and, and ships and stuff, the Midway. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they also have one of the... Uh, submersibles uh, that that they do um, they put on the air but that's about the craziest that I, I think there's a submarine on land somewhere uh, in the middle of the country that's that you know that's just mounted on land like yeah. the sea wolf yeah. or something like that well I ran across a, a neat uh, special event station look at this now I I guess anybody can have a special event station, right? You just request the call letters, and uh, uh, they temporarily give them to you for a special event. I think the ARL, somebody actually assigns those, uh, do they not? Yeah, you, you have to uh, go through ARRL to yeah, get your special yeah. event. So call. here's one. Look at this, man. Look at this one right here. W9G. Oh, man, my kind of call. Now, look at this, man. This is the special event celebrating... The 68th anniversary of the Godzilla motion picture. I mean, oh, I, these wow. guys are digging deep for a special event, I think, man. Yeah, they are, but what the heck. Oh, you know, man. I think that's know. cool. Hey, oh, man, can you just see it next next time we have a ham club meeting or ham fest? Man, I worked at Godzilla, uh, Go, what? Godzilla uh, special event station. Did you work it, man? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Wow. Oh, yeah, gee. Anybody else out there in the chat room work the uh, Godzilla special well, event? Well, uh, Brett's talking about there's a teapot special event station at yeah. the world's largest teapot in West Virginia. Yeah. Well, hey, where's that great big old uh, ball of twine somewhere? Yeah, you know, that's ball it. Of string. Yeah. This is, hey, let's, let's do a ball of string uh, special event. In fact, I may just start doing a whole bunch of special events every week. You know, a new one, ball of string. Uh, you know, uh, I don't. Yeah, know. pick a special event but, every weekend. But we need we need to come up with some really unique ones. I don't want any of these things. You know, like you know, like you know, a Civil War battle, or you know, this person, or you know, Edison, or I want something neat. You know, like you know, like Godzilla. You know. Well, you know, maybe we could let them put us up. A station up in the parking lot of Graceland, and we'll work, you know, set something up like that. Well, I don't know, Graceland. I, that's not kind of an area I was wanting to do a special event. That's 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 kind of like too common. Okay, well, you I want mean, something out there? Yeah, I want. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm gonna have to say, and, and hey, guys in the chat room, if you can think of something, uh, help me here. But I, I'm looking for something unique and different that nobody's ever done before. You know. Oh, let's see. Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah. Roundtable <laughs> event. Well, we can have a roundtable event, I guess. Nobody's had one. We could we could do that, I guess. All right. I mean, hey, we had it pretty good when we did the last man standing one. Yeah, we did. We racked up a bunch of uh, contacts, and uh, that, was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, let's let me look. Let me look and see if we had any other uh, veterans post here. I'm I'm guessing we didn't. But let me see. I don't know. Refreshing the screen here. There we go. Yeah, we got it. We got one there. Who's it? Okay. All right. Well. Okay. See what we got. There we got another one. I got another one there. Um. Uh, scroll down a minute. Okay, we got two or three more. Let's jump in here and uh, see who they were, and uh, we'll talk about that for a minute. And uh, you know, we didn't have a show last week. Normally, we would have done this on our show last week, but uh, we just did not have a show. It was election day, so. Yeah, they the, asked us not to yeah. compete with them, so yeah, you know, we yeah, decided to take yeah. the week off. All right, let me uh, let me see here. So let me uh, let's see if I can do this. Let's just scroll up here and see what we got. All right, proud Navy veteran. Who is this? This is Jim. That's uh, Jim uh, N five FKW, Plato, Texas, U.S. Navy. Bands. I'm I'm reading this about six feet away and the font's about size zero. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, tuba, double bass, Washington, D.C. Also, uh, com, what is it? Com Crew Debt. I don't know what that is. Com Crew Des Pack, yeah. Pacific. Oh, okay. Japan. All right. Well, there you go, com. man. There you go. I mean, you look, look at here, man. Looks like you got a tux on, too. Band on tour? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like I got a tux on. Let's see who else we got here. Uh, oh, no. Oh, man. We can't leave this on too long. It might break the camera here. But that's, uh, that's oh, our friend Bill. Yeah, he's but you know what's cool about that is he's uh, doing the uh, the mobile Vietnam wall. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's, that's really cool. Well, let's see. That's, that one right there is better. There he is with the wall behind him. That's that's a uh, sharp picture right there. And uh, okay, there he is right there. Very good. And uh, that's a, that's a cool thing he's doing there. Yeah, that's really cool. I need. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I would too. They need to bring it by here. Is that the one that's on wheels? The mobile one? Yeah, I think. My understanding yeah. is they bring that one all around the country. Bill yeah, could probably yeah. fill us in a little more. And there's Bill there. I think that pin is for uh, for the event that he's doing there. And let's see. What do we got here? I'm not sure what that is. Uh, it's Navy. Not sure what it is, though. It's veteran. Oh, yeah. I see it there now. I didn't even see it at first. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So let's see. Let's that's his, he here. says that's his 50-year pen. All right. And uh, let's see. Well, there I am. There's a couple pictures uh, couple pictures there with me. If I can do a little better here. There we go. Uh, in the Air Force there, about 1969 to 72, 73, somewhere in that area. Hey, here's a friend of mine, Bill. Bill Chisholm. Bill Chisholm. Bill was uh, from my little hometown where I grew up. He Bill's a little older than me. He's about eight eight years or so older than me. So I really didn't run around with him. 
uh, he went straight into the uh, Marines right out of high school, I think, probably about, I guess, around 1958 or so. Uh, so I, I didn't know. But now, Bill was a ham in Wilson. Uh, he was one of the first hams there in Wilson. I remember he had a little shack back there, but I didn't know him. I didn't ever go over there. I was too young uh, when he was a ham there. You know, he looks a little young here to be going into Marines, to tell you. He, he kind of yeah, looks like... Bill, if you're watching tonight, man, you got a baby face here, man. I don't know how you made it through the Marines, but I, I guess you got to be pretty tough to make it through the Marines. Man, he had to have been tough to survive the Marines, man. Yeah, and you know, hey, there I am, right? I mean, I'm not a young, I'm not a young guy there. I, I'd already had, I'd already uh, had three years of college before I even went in the Air Force, and uh, so I was one of the older guys when I went in. Everybody else was like 18 years old, you know, when I went in, and I was like 21. Uh, so, and let's see who we got here. This is, this, this is going to be, uh, this is, uh, Terrell, uh, Martin. And let's see. WB7 WVG. Yeah. Henrietta, Oklahoma, 73 to 75. Or he got in when I got out. Okay. He took my place maybe. Nike Hercules Fire Control Systems. Okay. Went to the uh, Isle of Crete. He was in Isle of Crete there for uh, annual fire training. Then he came back for discharge. I mean, I can get my font bigger. Okay. Well, there he is. Okay. It said his MOS training, oh, they were going to send him to one, but it was 11 months. I think my school, my school that I went to right out of basic was, uh, it was 11 months long. And I, I went straight into that out of basic. Uh, I think that's all the all the vet we've got uh, in here tonight. You got a couple of uh, special events here. Uh, Ham Radio Hullabaloo will be having a special event. I'm sorry, the Hammerland. Radio Hullabaloo, and they're going to use W4H this coming weekend. And then on December 2nd, Pearl Harbor Day special event with the call W2W, since they couldn't use WW2. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I usually it. love to work those special event stations when I can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just looking at the chat room here real quick. Yeah, Pearl Harbor and... Uh, Hammerlin Radio Hullabaloo. Yeah, now that, that seems interesting. Hullabaloo. That would be that would be kind of cool, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hullabaloo. All right. Well, all right. All right. Let's see what we got going here next. Well, let's see what we got here. All right. Tell you what, I, I uh, guys, I bought a, me a new um, Regal. Uh, spectrum analyzer and it's a lot different from the other two spectrum analyzers I have it works a little differently so I'm trying to learn it I made a video tonight real well right before the show uh, real quick uh, trying to at least demonstrate some of the things it might could do for us and how it could, could uh, be fun to uh, play with so we're gonna look at that uh, next and um, and then uh, you got any questions? We'll answer questions. 
I made a few mistakes. I, I noticed when I when I made the video real quick, I didn't go back and do a lot of editing. Uh, uh, I tried to uh, put a little note on the video uh, where I where I made a couple mistakes. One place you're going to hear me talk about uh, uh, capa uh, capacitance. And uh, I think I said you increase capacity instead of increase capacitor. So you'll see that. I got it on a video. Let me just see if I can get this video to play. And uh, we will. It's pretty short. We'll uh, see if we can have some fun with it. This is not scientific. This is something we threw together real quick. It's, uh, it's, it's down and dirty. Uh, but it kind of shows the concept that I was uh, shooting for. So here we go. So, uh, hey, today I want to show you a little bit about my new, um, on my uh, Regal Spectrum Analyzer. It's the uh, DSA-815 with the tracking generator in it. And uh, we're going to do a little experiment with it today and play with it a little bit. And uh, just show you kind of what it can do. And uh, to demonstrate it today, I'm going to use one of our little trackers that we build for our flying or uh, Pico balloons. And use that for a transmitter because it puts out a very solid and steady uh, uh, 10 dBm signal, which is uh, about 10 milliwatts. So we're going to use that as a signal uh, reference today. So let me show you what the, uh, what the uh, little signal reference we're going to use today looks like. So this is our tracker right here. And I just got it clipped in here with a couple uh, this is a power supply lead right here. And hey, if you remember on the show, we built this little uh, buck boost uh, power supply right here, uh, which is which is really cool. Uh, you can change the voltage in hundreds of a volt, and uh, it'll go all the way from, you know, like zero to uh, 35 volts. This is really uh, really cool. Uh, but I'm going to set on about three point. Let's set on 3.8 volts. There we go. All right. So this is our tracker. That's putting out a 10 milliwatt signal. That's a 10 dBm. And right now, I just got it hooked up with a couple of clip leads on the output to the Regal um, Spectrum Analyzer. And if we look uh, here at the Spectrum Analyzer, uh, this is the uh, fundamental frequency right here. Okay, we got a reference set at 20. There's our reference set at 20. There's 10 dBm right there. And you can see the signal is just a little over 10 dBm right there. And it gives us a readout right here of 10.9 uh, dBm. So that's a little over 10 milliwatts. There's a second harmonic here. But since this thing puts out a uh, square wave, the uh, third harmonic is, is pretty strong. You can see it's strong compared to the second harmonic and, uh, and the fundamental frequency. Uh, we can actually measure that. Right now we're measuring uh, our 10 dBm uh, here on the fundamental. Let me hit. Um, let me hit peak. Well, I can hit it right here. Peak. Uh, peak right. Peak left. I'm just going to hit peak. Um, peak right, and it's going to. It's going to move this little number here over to the peaks, like right here. So let me hit peak right. Okay, moved it over here. That's telling us this one is uh, putting out about about a minus two. 
um, DBM, uh, it looks like. Let me go back. Anyway, we want to um, we, we want to uh, try to reduce this right here. We're going to play around with a filter today and try to reduce that uh, a little bit. So we're going to build a filter here real quick. So I've looked at some uh, low-pass filters uh, on various uh, ham radio diagrams, and um, I, I, I see the output filter, and uh, I, I can see that uh, we need about 600 uh, microhenries in our inductor, or 0.6 uh, nanohenries. So what we're going to do today, we're going to make us real quick. We're going to make us a um, make us the inductor. Now, you can do it the hard way or you can do it the easy way. If you want to do it the hard way, there's plenty of websites that you can pull up and it tells you all about how to design these things. And look at this. Uh, look at here. The, uh, the uh, value of the low-pass filter there, the inductor in Henry's, times the frequency equals, uh, looks like K over uh, F uh, over uh, uh, FSF time frequency squared uh, plus you know man you know hey I, I took I had to take calculus twice in college I'm not good at, at calculus but you can see if you go to a website here and you want to really understand it they can teach you how to design it here but you can see there's a lot lot to it here so that's the hard way now I'm gonna show you the easy way here's the easy way to do it so anyway so here's another site, uh, WA4DSY, and this is going to make it real simple. Watch this. Let's just design a low-pass filter with three poles, and let's make it 14, 14 point. I should have put a higher cutoff frequency there. And uh, I 50 put the, ohms I and put the frequency there we're wanting to pass. And look at there, we've got it. We've already got it, and it tells us. Okay, there's a little pi network we could build, and it tells us the values here for the inductor are the two capacitors. Um, I prefer the T. I prefer this uh, T network. Uh, one capacitor with two inductors. And if you look here, you got different uh, different ones. You've got the Butterworth. I don't know how to pronounce it. Chevisky, and you got the bezel. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go with the uh, Chevevi here or whatever, and um, uh, it tells you the inductor. It tells you well, well both inductors and of course they're the same, and it tells you the capacitor to put on there. It's a real simple circuit right there. If you look at if you look at a uh, three-fold pole filter, that's the Butterworth. You can see you can see the roll-off here. You can see the roll-off in frequency. But let's go down to the Shabisky, I can't say it. Anyway, hey, it's got great roll off right here. You can see it rolls off really good, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna try to build that one. So okay. So anyway, now what are we gonna use for an inductor? Uh, let's do this. Let's do this for an inductor. Um, I don't have um, I don't have a lot of inductors around, but look, I'm gonna take a straw, a uh, a drinking straw. And I know I measured it five millimeters uh, in diameter, uh, five uh, millimeters in diameter. 
So what we're going to do, we're just going to put some numbers in here and play with it. So coil diameter, I don't know. Let's put a six in here. This is how easy it is to calculate. We'll put a we'll put a five in here for five milliliter millimeters. I keep wanting to say milliliters. Coil length. We're going to make this coil pretty short because we're going to use very fine wire. Let's let's just use uh, two millimeters in length. Number turns about nine turns. This, this is not necessary. We'll put 14 uh, megahertz in there. We do our calculation, and it says we need somewhere around a, uh, a 471 uh, nanohenry uh, inductor or a 0.47 microhenry. All right. Using the uh, straw for coil form right here, we're going to use about five turns. We're going to make the turns two, two millimeters long, and uh, we're going to make about nine turns. That's what we're going to do. So, uh, hey, that's a real simple calculator to calculate uh, uh, how to build an inductor. All right, so to save time, I've already built a couple inductors on a straw. Uh, here's one right here with a center tap. It's got a lot more turns on it using a straw. That's your T. Uh, let's see, here's another one. Here's another one we built right there. But uh, this one right here is closest to what we uh, we had on the screen there. I think we've got nine turns or something like that. Very fine wire. And I've got the uh, capacitor, uh, the capacitor uh, soldered to the center conductor there. So we're going to hook this up and run the uh, tracking generator, and we're going to see how good this filter is. Okay, so I've got the... Uh, Spectrum analyzer and tracking generator running. Uh, let me see if I can show you kind of what we got here. There's our uh, inductor. We'll see. There. There's our inductor that we wound. The wire is very small. You can't see it, but this is the input. We've got a lead right here clipped to the input. There's the output. There's our capacitor to ground, and then we're, we're using this to ground. So if we follow the uh, leads back up to the spectrum uh, analyzer, there we go. Uh, we're going to see. We're going to see how well this filter works. Let's turn on the tracking generator. First of all, let's put the frequency in. Frequency. We're going to put in fourteen point oh nine five for the uh, frequency. Start frequency will go zero, and for the stop frequency, let's go up to fifty. And that way, we can see where it rolls off. All right, we're about 50. Okay. All right, now, the second harmonic is 28 megahertz. And the third harmonic, which we want to reduce, is at 42.88 megahertz. So let's go back up here now and let's turn the tracking generator on. All right, so here we go. We're going to, let's do a marker. Got a marker on. And let's see. Okay. You watch very closely. Watch very closely here. I've got that's marker one right there. Now I'm actually going to turn the knob here. When I turn the knob, it moves that marker. You can see it moving the marker there. Let's go back to 14, 14 megahertz where we, we want the, the filter to start with. So you can see, hey, we're right there at 0 dB, 0 dBm. 
So that's a reference point right there. Now I'm going to roll this marker. I'm going to roll the marker on down the slope right here. And uh, our first harmonic is, uh, our, our next harmonic is going to be 28 megahertz. So I'm going to roll this down to 28 megahertz. And you'll see the, the, the roll off it's got. So here we go. So we're down to, well, there's, there's 21. We're already at 7 dBm down. Uh, 26, 27, 28. Okay, there we are. That's 24. That's 24 dBm down uh, from uh, our fundamental frequency. Let's go on to uh, 42.88. So I'm going to crank it up here a little bit to 42.88. Here we go. We're at 35, 36. We want to go to 42.8. That's pretty good right there. So you can see that's down, what? Uh, that's, that point there is lower than, than our reference point here. We're about minus 21 dBm at that point. All right, let's see if we can find out the dB difference between uh, where we want to be and on our third harmonic over here. So we're going to see how many dB it is from here down to this level right here. So I think I can go marker, marker, then delta. All right, so we're zero. That's our reference. We're zero dB. All right, I'm going to roll down. And it... We're going down in frequency. We've gone down about uh, 10 megahertz, and we're already down minus 16 dB. So let's go on over here to well, let's look here. All right, so I haven't got this down pat yet on figuring out the delta, but we can see definitely. We can see definitely how the uh, roll-off is is uh, uh, pretty good right there on this little filter. On this little filter we built right here. Let's do one more thing real quick. Let's take, and, and this is not great, you know, and you already build this with connectors and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm throwing in a lot of kind of weird stuff here. Let's do this. Let's take a, a variable capacitor and let's put it in place of this... Um, this uh, cap here, and, and and watch it on scope. Okay, so I have uh, I've taken the uh, I've taken the uh, fixed capacitor out right here, and I put in a variable. This variable is a uh, twenty to um, twenty to three hundred. It's setting about halfway, so that's somewhere around one hundred and fifty picofarads. That's that's what the capacitor was, one hundred and fifty. So we're set about like that uh, fixed capacitor was. So basically, this capacitor is hooked to the center tap of the um, inductor, and then there, there's a ground. So let's, uh, I'm going to rotate it. I'm just going to rotate the capacitor here like this, changing the value of that, that capacitor on that, on that uh, coil. And let's look and see what it does up here. So it looks very similar. That's because we're about the same as the uh, capacitor was, the fixed capacitor. 
I'm gonna rotate it counterclockwise now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna add more capacity. So I'm gonna add capacity. Look what happens when I add capacity. It moves. It moves that notch to the left. Look at that. Moves that notch to the left. All right. That's about maximum capacitance of here. I'm gonna go to minimum capacitance. So I'm gonna start rotating capacitor and watch it using the same coil. So we can actually move that uh, that that point there where it uh, it notches out. We can actually move it. We can just we can move it just by changing the value of the capacitor on the coil. So um, so guys, uh, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, it wasn't very scientific. I'm just learning how to use this spectrum analyzer. It's so much different than my other two spectrum analyzers. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, it kind of demonstrates how you can use a, a spectrum analyzer with a tracking generator. And it, it's neat to have a tracking generator because you can set the frequency of the spectrum scope and that generator follows that frequency and it plots, it plots the, uh, uh the graph. All right. So, you know, I hope uh, you guys found it interesting. Uh, I'm no expert with that, uh, uh, tracking generator or, 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 uh, spectrum analyzer yet. In fact, uh, that was about one of the first times I actually used it. So got a lot of functions on there, uh, like the delta where you can actually measure the uh, the, the dB difference. Uh, I referred to it as we as we looked at uh, the slope there and as the as the signal went higher in frequency, you can see the slope got uh, lower and lower and that was actually power levels it was in dbm so that was power levels that was not that was not 21 db lower that was that was a, a level of a like a minus 21 db or something dbm uh, later when i uh, tried to do the measurement with the delta that put it in db and you would be able to tell how many db uh, uh reduction but you know you can still kind of visualize uh uh, the the power levels where we started off when we had uh, you know our uh, reference power level up here uh, at uh, 10 dBm and you saw how the others dropped down to like minus 21 and so forth so that's uh that's quite a bit now if we put that on if we put that on that little tracker that would have uh, that would have pretty much um, taken out that that third harmonic that's uh, being generated uh, by that uh, square uh, uh the square wave i thought bill was in here bill's calling back let's see maybe you lost him uh bill brown's joining us here so uh anyway so that was a little uh a little uh thing i did with the uh, uh generator and uh hopefully uh it was uh, fun to watch and uh at least i demonstrated to you how the filter and the capacitance there can move that that notch to the right or to the left in frequency there so i, I hope uh that was something that was interesting for you. Maybe we'll do some more later as I learn how to use it, and uh, maybe I can talk a little bit more uh, accurately about it there. And hello, Bill. Welcome back. Are you there, Bill? Hey, Tom. <clears throat> there, Bill. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yes, I hear uh, you. Good deal. I'm uh, dividing my time between the show and I'm tapped into mission control at NASA for the Artemis 1 launch tonight. 
Oh, okay. So uh, they're planning to lift off at 12.04 tonight, uh, Central Time. So. Okay, well, don't let us cause any I've problems. Got, I don't uh, want to. I don't want to get blamed for a, a bad launch. Okay, so. <laughs> so just uh, all right. Hang in here. Hang in here if you can with us. Hey, I was gonna, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to ask you uh, what's the upper upper frequency range of the recall. Oh, uh, that's only a, that's only a one point two, but it's it's very much higher than I'll ever use around here. One point two gigs. Okay, one point two. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What model is that one? That's the uh, DSA eight fifteen. What, what model are we calling? Yes, the DSA eight fifteen dash TG with the tracking generator. You can get you can get it without the tracking generator. Tracking generator. Oh. Uh, I'd recommend getting the paying a little extra and get the tracking generator. You know. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah. All right, I tell you what, oh, hey, by the way, the yeah. first whisper balloon uh the first whisper balloon will go up from Antarctica. Uh, it'll be kilowatt November four Tango Papa Golf on Whisper on twenty meters and K four UAH dash one on APRS. And it's supposed to launch uh in the morning around twelve hundred UTC. Right. Yeah, I saw that. They've already launched K4UAH-3, which was APRS only. Yep. And they, they got two days of coverage on that because it wasn't moving very fast. All right. Well, hey, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll, we, we'll get into all this. So everybody stand by. Don't go away. Don't go away. LDG Electric. Every amateur need, from QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. ICOM's high-powered base stations cut through the pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Contest from the comfort of your home or remotely with the RS-BA1 app. The IC7851 gives you a new window into the RF world and is HF excellence unparalleled with faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal it is truly the pinnacle of HF perfection. It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, high resolution spectrum waterfall. The IC7610 is a direct sampling software defined radio that has changed the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. Features include RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receivers. Create your own band opening with the IC9700. This transceiver brings direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to keep you very busy. It has fast processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. Included are real-time high-speed spectrum scope and waterfall display, smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels, dual watch operation, and full duplex 
operation in satellite mode. The IC7300 is the high-performance innovative HF transceiver with a compact design and it will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing inherent noise in different IF stages. The IC7300 changed the way entry-level HF is designed. Features include RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope. For more information on ICOM radios, visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur. All right, so we're uh, we're back. All right. Uh, all right, well, hey, I'm glad Todd's getting some of them off. I did see the one, the, uh, the Pico Blue there on APRS. Uh, I saw it. Uh, first, I was wanting to follow it on Whisper to see how good propagation was, but then I realized after somebody answered, after Todd answered me, that, that wasn't APRS only. So, uh, I mean, I that was my bad on That's that. That's a one. special. Uh, yeah, that was a special one that I had to appropriate all the frequencies in the southern hemisphere. I had to do uh, additional geofences for uh, Antarctica. And uh, they use 144-800 mostly because uh, it's all international there. And uh, I think there's only actually one eye gate, and that's the new Meyer yeah. station, DP0 GBN. Um, but uh, I had to put geofencing for all the frequencies in the Southern Hemisphere. There's like 10 different APRS frequencies in the world, and all the Southern Hemisphere uh, frequencies are all different than the ones in the Northern Hemisphere. It's just a... A geofence nightmare. Oh, yeah. yeah. I imagine so. Well, we're looking forward to when he uh, might get around and getting the uh, the W5KB 114 and 115 launched. Maybe we'll get that launched in a week or so. And uh, I've already got our... Uh, yeah, he's, uh, starting the series. he's starting the series tomorrow at 1200 UTC. And uh, then whenever he gets a good uh, calm day, which actually is somewhat rare there on the mm-hmm. ice shelf. Uh, they'll uh, get the rest of them off. He's got uh, about three weeks down there to uh, three or four weeks to, to launch them all. Yeah. Is he uh, going to try to do more than one a day or just one a day? You know? Um, I'm not sure. He may do more than one a day yeah. if the weather, uh, if the winds uh, keep calm enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's amazing. Let's talk about it real quick, Bill. Here's uh here's one here's our W five KB one twelve and one thirteen. They've kinda they've kinda hooked back up out there in the uh in the Atlantic now. And uh uh They're they're about two hundred miles apart. Yeah. Yeah, I measured I measured about after two going around the world for months, they've decided to rendezvous. I think the ants and both your both ant crews are deciding to hook up and have a little party over there. Well, if we can get close enough, we're planning on a, a crew adjustment. We want to take one of the Daryls off the Larry Daryl and Daryl and swap him with maybe uh, Louie on the other one. That way we won't have two Daryls on the same flight. So that's <laughs> that's coming up. Let's see. I've got... It's interesting, the uh, path, that predicted path. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. They took two radically different paths to rendezvous over the Atlantic. That was just amazing. 
One yeah. came in from Canada and one yeah. came in from Mexico and they just, just converged. It was just out, out of this whole big world <laughs> and they're flying in different parts of the world that they decided to just well, meet up. It's and the, the thing is, they're about, uh, 112 is about 3,000 feet higher, so he's going to go different place. And I had... I don't know why I can't find it here. I had a uh, prediction for both of those. Here it is. Here's a prediction for both of them. Let me see if uh, I can make it a little larger here. Maybe not. Let's see. Yeah, there's a prediction for both of them. And look how they're going to split up here uh, uh, according to the prediction. That's uh, that's going to be interesting. So they will, they will get back apart, it looks like. Um... You know, the amazing thing, Bill, is 112 is back up to 50,000 feet. That's within about 1,000 feet of the launch day. And the launch day was, man, the launch was 157 days ago. I mean, look at this, man. There we go. 157 days, 12 hours and 54 minutes ago. And it's still, I don't think it's leaked a drop of gas, man. Yeah, you know, it, it just, I tell you, those new cheap balloons, I I can guarantee you, you'll go around the world your first flight. This is not like the old days where it was now hit, the, hit and miss. The 113, the 113's got the amplifier on it, right? The 113 has the 100 milliwatt amplifier on it. It's got, it's heavy too. Uh, 112 is about, it's about 7 grams, 113 is about 18 grams, it's got dual panels, it's got 8 cells each side, it's got a 100 milliwatt uh, uh, PA on it. Uh, I, I really didn't uh, have a lot of uh, uh, hope that it was going to stay up long because it was so heavy and so big, but man, it just it's staying up here. You know, it's it's surprising me. Now, what's really cool is you've got uh, you've got uh, all kinds of different arrangements for the Antarctic payloads that hopefully will get us down to zero degree uh, solar elevation. So you will get twenty four hour a day operation in Antarctica because it's their summer down there. Well, we we hope so. That you know, we sent two. I sent one with Eight the flat panel. Twenty four hours. I sent one with the flat horizontal panel. Let's probably get it maybe a few hours a day. Then we sent the one with uh, just a really high power solar. It was uh, it was the vertical uh, wrapped cell. So uh, I I played with it outside and it, it no matter which way I turned it, man, it was it was solid solid power. So, but you know, even though, I don't know how I was trying to do some research on the sun down there in Antarctica and. If I'm not mistaken, it might get as high as 50 degrees down here. I don't know. You think it's, you know, I, I need to go well, back and look at that. Well, it depends from the, the German station at 77 degrees. They're 70 degrees south of the German station on the edge of the ice shelf. Uh, it's called Neumeyer. Yeah. And you've probably seen them on Whisper. It's Delta Papa Zero Golf, Victor yeah. Nancy. Yeah. And their supply ship. The research ship is Delta Papa Zero, uh, Papa Oscar Lima, and uh, they are both running Whisper, and they 
people in America are picking them up like crazy, even at five watts. So it's going to be interesting to see how well 20 milliwatts or 10 milliwatts does from the South Pole and see how far we get. Um, and one of the payloads I sent down is on 10 meters. So, and 10 meters has been super hot lately. So that ought to be an interesting one. You know, I was looking at 10 meters. In fact, uh, Bill, we are making some modifications and, you know, for some of our future flights. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking at running, you know, both, both 20 and 10 meters at the same time, you know. Maybe something like run, you know, running, you know, slots two and four on 20 meters and six and eight on uh, 10 meters. And, you know, man, I, I looked at the map of 10 meters. It is so hot. It looks like it's double hot of what 20 meters is. It just, well, right now I've got a, I have a beacon going on uh, Whisper, just 10 milliwatts on uh, Whisper <clears throat> on 10 meters my house and it's getting hawaii europe uh south america it's just amazing the coverage you get right now on 10 meters and it's on and it's daily it's been open daily here the last uh, month it it it, it looks good man i think we're gonna we're gonna try it also we're uh we're experimenting with the 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 dual antenna you know right now we've got the, the ground and the one output the clock zero that you know for the antenna so uh, the new boards we have made up are going to have, you know, clock zero, clock one, where we can have a true, I, I guess it you would be. You put them in anti-phase. I measured the power. That what? I measured the power output. It's, uh, it, that power is about 10 and a half dBm uh, for uh, the single? just the single. Yeah. Uh, but when you uh, anti-phase them, uh, the both clock outputs you get about 20, uh, 25 milliwatts. Well, that's a uh, that's a considerable, yeah. That's a considerable improvement. So we're gonna we're gonna do that and uh, play with that. But and, it comes uh, at a cost. The, the yeah. power goes up from uh, thirty milliamps when it's transmitting to sixty. It, yeah, it's a double the power requirement. Well, but that's so. What you probably want to do yeah. is. Look at your battery voltage, your solar power panel voltage, and when it drops below a certain level, uh, kick to the low power. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point too. Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I I've never really been too much worried about. It seems like we've had I had plenty of power most of the time, but I guess when the sun gets low, that's when you'd want to uh, you'd want to kick it down to to single now. If you kick it down to the single leg, now you're not now you're not putting anything out on that on that second leg of the antenna. So you know how you know how you got like clock zero uh, for one it, leg and clock it's, clock one for the other leg. Clock one grounds when oh. you do it that way. Oh. Clock one. Uh, Hooks to ground, so it acts okay. like a dipole. Okay, okay. So uh, you can you can just on. tell it to ground that you can tell it to ground that pin. Yeah, that's what I was worried about right there. That's right. Okay, well that uh, yeah. Uh, my uh my my uh, sky tracker uses the Cypress clock uh, synthesizer, uh, and it puts out twenty four milliwatts by itself at mm-hmm. thirty milliamps. Uh, 
So it's more power efficient than the uh, Silicon Labs. By the way, uh, Skyworks now owns Silicon Labs. Um, they were, there was a time when that SI5351 was hard to get because the uh, place called Skyworks bought the chip. But uh, apparently they're now available so uh, with under the Skywalks, Skyworks brand. So, uh, but yeah, it, the only problem is with that Cypress chip that I've been using is they uh, used to cost $3.50 a piece. The last batch I bought, since they're starting to discontinue them, is $15 a piece. Mm. And uh, the Silicon Labs uh, chip is about three and a half. So uh, yeah. I'm going to have to go to the Silicon Labs in the future. Yeah. Well, so we're yeah we're looking at we're looking at a couple of things. We're looking at the uh, the dual antenna. We're looking at uh, you know I'm I'm going to go back and and work on another little PA. And uh, you know it it might be best just to try to you know if you had a PA that would just run maybe forty or fifty milliwatts uh, and not now, now not try to do, push Tom. it. That what? Uh, you can make a single antenna and put, uh, you've heard of trap dipoles, right? And you can make them really small surface mount now, little traps. Oh, yeah. And then you can make, make a 20 meter, 10 meter antenna on the same wire. Yeah, I've already, I've been looking this weekend and building a little traps here since I got the, spec, the new spectrum analyzer. I was looking for the traps. For That'd the, be perfect for that. For 10 meter, uh, for, for, for 10 meters. Uh yeah, we definitely need to do change the antenna up a little bit. So it's going to be hard to do because you know, in 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 you know, on paper, uh, you know, a ten meter antenna is so many feet. But in, in in theory, but in real life, it isn't. And there's really no way to 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 hold that antenna in the air like it's going to be up in the up in the sky to, to actually measure it. And you know, the ground effects that everything. So. I pretty much. I pretty much came to the conclusion that it's not free space formula, which would be 492 divided by the frequency. It's not uh, antenna 100 feet off the ground at 468 over the frequency. Uh, it's 482 over the frequency. And how do you get to that number? Just from testing, uh, yeah. testing it out. Yeah. I need me a bucket. I, I need me a bucket truck that would go up about eighty feet, and that will at least I could hang one, let it, you know, kind of dangle down in a vertical uh, configuration and play with it. But uh, so far, I just hadn't bought me a bucket truck yet. But I've, I've looked at them around here. These tree cutter guys, they got some bucket trucks that go up like eighty feet. Man, that would really be good for putting the antennas up. Well, the the after setting up a couple of flights with different lengths of antennas i found uh if you take 482 divided by the frequency that's a pretty good compromise yeah well and how did you uh, determine that just by listening to it after it was flying that it worked the best or looking at the whisper reports yeah. uh, that i was getting from uh yeah. flights launched at the same time we, we launched two from the university at uh -huh. the same time, and we were looking at the same reports. 
they were in the same time slot with different frequency in the time slot. Yeah. And yeah. you could tell the difference. Well, I'd like to do some comparisons, but it's a little bit of trouble launching multiple, you know, trackers at the same time. Yeah, we did that at the university. Uh, yeah. Uh, they have a big, uh, big concrete parking lot right next to the Superior And so we've launched multiple uh, Whisperl balloons there. Yeah, you know, I was playing around with the PA the other day and thinking, okay, so let's say I build up a little PA and I have an option. I can run it off the 3.3 volt. If I run it off the 3.3 volt regulator on on that on there, then I can pretty much limit the power to like 30 milliwatts or so, you know. But if I ran it off the solar panels directly, you know, 4.5, 4.8 volt, you know, I might, I might could get 100 milliwatts out of it. So you kind of have the option where you could, uh, you, you could either pick a 30 milliwatt or you could pick the high power one. Uh, how how would how would I switch that power? How would I switch that power when it's flying? You'd have to have something like a pin diode switch. Yeah. That switch the amp circuit out of line. Yeah, because you'd have to switch the you know the, the antennas out. Now. I have well, noticed I, the PA out. I have noticed that when the PA was not powered up the the driving power pretty much fed through it. It, it. it had some loss, but now what you could do, Tom, is you could use clock zero and clock one as long as you don't anaphase them. And you could uh, use one for low power and one for high power. Yeah, yeah. And just switch them out as long as you don't run at the same time. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, interested in trying the the dual the the two pads clock zero clock one with the with the uh, 180 degrees out of phase. Really interested in playing with that. Okay. Um, well, I hope uh, I hope Todd's not freezing down here, and I hope they're taking good care of him. Maybe he's got some hot soup inside that building down here or something. I, don't I, know. I, I looked at the telemetry from the payload right while they were testing it on the ground, and it was showing uh, uh, minus three degrees. Minus three Fahrenheit, or oh, no, that was centigrade, but okay. so it was about twenty-seven degrees or so. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. That was. But that's the high temperature for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's so their zone down there. So you know, I'm looking at you know, like, like the past month, the sun has when we've been up in the uh, the Arctic, the sun has been up uh, 24 hours a day up there. But it's been low. It doesn't ever get higher than about I don't know 10, 15 degrees, and it's just like real hazy. And, and the South Pole. On the South Pole, it was showing 22 degrees uh, at around their noontime. And it went from there down to about 6 degrees. So what do you think the highest elevation we're going to get down there during the summer? Well, from the 70-degree level, it was 37 degrees. Okay. 
All right. Because one of the trackers the we, one, of, yeah, one of the trackers we launched in here, one, one of the trackers we launched in here is going to require the minimum of 20. But, uh, you know, it may, it may not stay in Antarctica all this time. It may come on up to Argentina. Oh, and, and, you know, it's going to. That's exactly right. It could swing up in the. Yeah. Uh, South America and uh, South Africa and Australia yeah. and New Zealand. Yeah. So I, I, I've been following the guy down in Australia. Boy, they're having a time down here trying to launch. The the government really is putting the, the screws to them. The government wants them to list uh, a plan that tells them every country is going to fly over and give them all the details. That's because they... Uh, they decided to ask permission instead of forgiveness. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Well, you know what? <laughs> you can never do that for a government agency. <laughs> you know, I guess I guess I could list before we launch. I guess I could list. I mean, I got a pretty good idea. I could I could probably be fifty percent accurate on. Some, I mean, I, yeah, we're gonna launch here. It's gonna go over the uh, uh, Atlantic. Uh, it's gonna cross there at the Straits of Gibraltar. It's gonna go across northern Africa. It's gonna hit. Uh, it's gonna hit Iran uh, and into China. You know, I mean. We could probably guess, but and if it didn't go there, well, you know, nothing they can do about it. You know, I guess they can shoot it down if they want to. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, I uh, first of all, uh, in the southern hemisphere, there's so much ocean to cover when yeah. they're over land. It's very brief. Yeah. Excursions. Uh, they could always just. Uh, geofence it out and not transmit when they're over land, and they'd still get pretty good coverage. Yeah. But I, I uh, uh, there's uh, an international uh, agreement for research um, balloons, which these qualify for, and I told the folks in Australia that. Uh, that the, their agency is, is overreaching uh, about other countries because there's already an international agreement in place for that. Yeah. Okay. What else is new out here? And usually, usually when you ask permission from a government agency, it's far easier for them mm. to say no than to say yes. Yeah, well, that, that reminds me of a story in the Air Force. You know, the guys built in the open bay barracks overseas, we built rooms with walls in our half of the barracks. And, uh, you know, you could always take the you always take the truck and drive around. You could always find piles of lumber in different places, you know, around the base. And the guys were guys were getting them some lumber one night and the uh, the SP, the cops came up and said, what are you doing? They said, uh, we're dumping this lumber here. And they said, you ain't gonna dump that lumber there, load every bit of that up here and get out of here. So, that's, that's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. Now that's working the system. <laughs> that's right. That's working the system. All right. Well, hey, we're going to cut the show off about 9.30 tonight. Uh, 
I have found that the last hour we didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. We we didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Plus, uh, it, it was pretty boring at times. So basically, I'm filling the uh, hour and a half. Or no, I'm filling the two hours now of our shortwave station uh, with the uh, 30 minutes of pre-show and then an hour and a half of uh, amateur radio roundtable. So if you're listening right now out there on WBCQ shortwave on 7490, this is Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about ham radio and shortwave. We're glad to have you with us tonight. You can uh, tune in every week, uh, same place, same spot here, and find us. And you can also join us on the web if you've got an internet out there. You can join us at w5kub.com, w5kub.com. Send us an email if you're out there listening. Let us know where you are and uh, how you're hearing the station. Uh, send that email to tom at w5kub.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you will, join our Facebook group. It's called W5KUB on Facebook. We've got about 13,000 hams and shortwave listeners in that group. W5KUB in the search box on uh, Facebook. You'll find us. We'll uh, we'll let you join up. And uh, for those still watching, please hit that subscribe button right there. I'm putting your little picture there, showing you where that subscribe button is. It's down here somewhere in that corner down here. Please hit that subscribe button. It's going to help us out a whole lot there. All right. Well, Glenn, let's see. Who, who, do we have anybody else? Well, no. We didn't really open up the uh, You haven't opened show. up the line we, we yet. We didn't open it up, and we're going to be... You know, by by cutting it off at nine thirty, it keeps the show a little bit shorter, and I and I felt like the 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 pre-show music also uh, will catch the ear of some people tuning around on shortwave. Oh, absolutely! And we'll tune hey, in there and listen for a while. And, I sent you. Uh, and and you know. Yes, thanks, Glenn. I've got my uh, I've got my uh, NASA wire strippers. There you go. They're. Uh, Space qualified. Actually, it's really cool because they've actually flown in space. Yeah, that's what I How thought was cool. How many people do you know have, have wire strippers that have flown in space? Well, I know at least two. You, <laughs> me, and Joe Eisenberg. That's, ah, that's right. three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have anything fancy like that. Well, they were selling them there at the Huntsville Ham Fest, and I think Joe brought them up to my attention, and then I brought them up to Bill's attention, and we all ran back, and I grabbed a pair for Bill. Well, you know, you would think Bill, working at NASA, to get them free. Well, you know, it's the shoemaker's children. They don't have give them no away shoes. to me for some reason. And not, you know, not have to buy them, you know. I mean, you know, you know, when you go into work, you know, you come home with a few extra pens and pencils and stuff like that. I mean, you know, what's a wire stripper? You know? I think they draw the lines on a wire stripper. <laughs> well, I mean, these are specially super calibrated wire strippers. You know, they're the no-nick type. You know, they're made for that aviation type wire. Yeah. That, that goes a little beyond the uh, office supplies. Yes. You know, now if he stole a red stapler, that'd be okay. But, you know, the a stapler, you know, yeah. the, the wire strippers, yeah, can't do that. 
All right. Um, look, Glenn, you told me you're you're changing your work hours a little bit. Are they going to make you come in? Uh, what just one day a week? Well, they're they're debating on what days they want me to come in. Uh, basically, there's a desk shortage uh, where I'm at. The building just doesn't have enough desks or spaces for all of the people that they need to support the network. So they're kind of having us rotate working remotely versus being on site. They're switching my hours around because they got a new guy. And uh, yeah. they don't know what days they're going to need him. Well... I liked working from home. I, I think I put more hours in when I work from home. I actually I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. like working from home. One, because yeah. I can just sit here and relax and have my coffee all day. And, you know, I've got much more space here than I do in a little cubicle in the yeah. office. I can spread out. So, uh, Bill, what about NASA there? When are they going to tell you guys to come back in the office? You there, Bill? Oh, sorry, I was... Uh listening to mission control here um they uh probably uh in the not too distant future but we may maybe uh, doing uh part telework part commute i'll have to say i enjoy having an extra two hours a day of my life yeah uh, and i also uh I've observed that since COVID started and we had that lockdown, I'm pretty sure everybody uh, just played racing games on their uh, PlayStations and Xboxes and on the computer. Uh, to, uh, and that's how they uh, now know how to drive when they get back <laughs> into the real world. And so my commute now used to be just annoying because of all the traffic. Now it's just plain terrifying welcome yeah. to Memphis. it's like nascar race it's like a nascar race oh it really and I don't is know what kind of prize you get if you're first to work or first home other than you somehow survive right yeah it's like i'm the rolling roadblock doing 10 over the speed limit i tell you glenn i was the other day i think i was driving up to my doctor's office for my physical and i was going up uh wolf river wolf river road and there's like four or five big schools, you know, on that road, in right. the school zones. I've never seen so much traffic in all my life, man. Three lanes <laughs> going this way, and three lanes come this way, and people are zipping in and out, you know, like you know, like like it's a a racetrack, man. I never. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you should get on 240 on the way to and from work in the morning, man. It is absolutely insane. Yeah. Well, you better watch out. I hear the governor has hired, what, another 100 uh, state troopers that you're going to put out there on the interstate. Well, can't we just take those 87,000 IRS agents and put them in police cars? Well, yeah. you, put, you mean put them in a back seat? Yeah, or something. Yeah. 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 Well, we need more tax, police cars. Tax you to death. We're going to need more police cars if we put all of them in a the back seat, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the hazardous, most hazardous part of my current job is having to drive across town. Well, just wait till we get that big ice storm or we get that eighth inch of oh, ice out there, yeah. man. Well, you and, know, we, it looks like we went straight from summer to, to winter this year. I mean, it's yeah 40-something degrees outside. It was down to 29 the other day. Yeah. Yeah, Bill, Bill must have dropped that again. Yeah, Bill dropped off again. 
We got to get Bill's internet fixed. You would think NASA would give him better internet connection. Yeah, you'd think. You there know? he is. You know, you you would think NASA would put like a twenty meter uh, Earth station in Bill's backyard and aim it up there. You know, or you know, just you know, hook him up with Elon Musk and you know, get yeah, him the Starlink yeah. stuff. Hey, I've man, been trying I heard, to hook uh, up Starlink for months and every time i check it's one year from now before it would be available it's available in the western states but not not in the south well yeah bill we've got uh, all the terminals to the ukraine yeah bill we've got terminals uh, to the ukraine we've got they sent my terminal we've got relatives (laughs) in north carolina relatives there in, in north carolina that they're actually living on a floating house there on a lake Oh. And uh, they have a YouTube channel, and she would always go up to the dock and use their Wi-Fi to, you know, put their weekly thing up on YouTube. But they they got uh, Starlink uh, about a month ago, and uh, uh, their speed went, and they did a speed check, and it wasn't great, man. It was like I don't know. I, I have to go back and look. It was like. It was like it was like DSL. It was like seven or eight megs down. This was Starlink. Yeah, I don't know why. That's better than what I've got now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's all relative, I guess, because seven or eight meg would be pretty close to what I got. I think. Yeah, I've got about two right now, and when it drops out, it drops out hard. <laughs> well, hey, you know, hey, you know, uh, Comcast or Xfinity's been real good. They they send me a note every now and then. They, you know, I got a note. You know, last month they upped our speed now to 800 and something. So I got 800 oh, and something down, but 23 up. But, I mean, that's fine, you know. The power company, uh, they're going to do uh, fiber out here. And we're out in the boonies pretty far. But they rolled it out two months ago. They put fiber up and on the poles. But it's going to take them a couple months to hook it up. And then I'll have... Uh, I'll probably have close to two gig downloads. Oh, that'd be nice. And I'm, I'm still so stuck on the the old stuff. I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be uh, have a faster connection than you do, Tom. Yeah, I imagine so. Hey, you know, hey, coming in a week or two, I'm setting my satellite station up. Uh, I'm running a, a Sat PC32, the great program. Got my 9700 over there. I turned it on for the first time, Glenn, uh, uh, this week, and did some configuration. And uh, so, you know, you got to set all the configurations. We're to talk to the computer, you know, the baud rate and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, I, uh, I'm waiting on a. I ordered a CIV cable. Uh, I think there's a way to do it through the USB cables, but the easier way to do it is through the ICOM CIV cable. Really? You can't just yeah. use a, a serial port configured on the USB? Well, I've got, uh, it doesn't have, the radio doesn't have a serial port on it, I don't think. Yeah, it does. Does it? Does it have a serial yeah. port? Yeah, well, when I, you install the USB, uh, hook up the USB connector, you get the audio uh, device and a serial device. Uh, I'll have to look at that, but uh, uh, at least I'm pretty sure you do. I know that's. The I don't. Now the it doesn't. It doesn't have like a nine-pin serial serial connector on the back. No, no, no. The USB is actually a. Oh, yeah. 
a dual device USB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you plug I, it I, in, it creates a whole about. slew of USB devices, and one of those should be. I a can I can hook it up like that, but uh, uh, my my friend here um, in in town, it does a lot of satellite stuff. He's got an IS seven hundred, and he's just using the the ICOM CIV cable. It just sends data over that CIV cable, and uh, uh, is I'm just setting it up like he's got his set up. Okay. So, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll I, I want to say I read the instructions that it said that it's got the serial port in, in the USB. Yeah, I think it does. I th Yeah, I thought there was two ways to do it. But you know what? I think the CIV port is going to be simpler than, than trying to go through the the USB port, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, guys, we're getting close to the end of our show tonight. Sorry we didn't open the phone lines and, and, and open the after-the-show show, but... Uh, um, I kind of like uh, being able to to end the show around nine thirty. That gives me a little bit more time to get this thing up on uh, YouTube after the show. Do just a slight editing. Uh, I got to get to go get some popcorn. I got to get the audio, you know, prepared to get it sent to the uh, shortwave station, and I got to get some popcorn too. And popcorn, I mean, yeah. you know, watch a a movie or something. So. There you go. This is no, you good. you, you got to watch those Arkansas police chases. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I we watch them every night, man. I think you're no, already this is crazy. Uh, let's see. Reading the uh, chat, see if there's anything. Oh, Jose Jimenez. Yeah. My name. <laughs> my name, Jose Jimenez. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Gosh, I love that. I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard Jose Jimenez in a long time. I bet it's been forty years. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, wow. There you go. N7 XTR. The 9700 has three devices, a USB hub, a UART COM port, and USB codec devices. Yeah, I guess. Whatever that means. Whatever that it means, means it's got everything you could want. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd just keep it simple. Hey, Tom, I, yeah. uh, Tom, I got one of those uh, little... Uh, Computers, the ninety-nine dollar computers, oh, yeah. run off twelve volts. Yeah, and it's yeah. a pretty slick little machine. Well, you Not know, I, I I bought one, but I haven't used it for anything yet. Uh, but uh, you know, it's like a little tablet almost. I mean, it's small. I I don't. I'm not sure how powerful it is, but. You know, I think it's got a pretty good processor in it. I think it's limited on uh, storage. Powerful. It's about a. You know, it's got 64 gig of memory and uh, yeah. 4 gig of RAM, but uh, we're just surfing the web and uh, doing Word documents for Excel. It seems it yep. seems plenty fast. It's uh, about 1.1 uh, mega uh, gigahertz, but uh, yeah, um, 99 dollars. And it, but it's not, I like the size of it because it's a little mini PC. Oh yeah, it yeah. is you thin know, and light, heavy. man. And the neat you thing is, the, the neat thing it runs on 12 volts, so you can, you know, you, I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's the cool part. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's such a low, you know, power. You know, you stop and think the computer I'm on here runs a what a 750 watt power supply or something like that, and probably pulling 500 watts, and those things pull like 36 watts. Well, it's 12 volts at uh, 2 amps. Uh, but I don't know watts. if it's, uh, I haven't made the actual current. 
yeah. to see if it actually pulls the full two amps. But yeah, that's the other that's thing. That's pretty Less cool um, to have it run on 12 volts. So I don't know uh, whether it would run on 13.8. Well, I don't know. Let's um, try it with yours. We'll try it. it but, yeah. We'll try it. Crank it up, and let's see if it'll, <laughs> let's see if it'll do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll use bills to test it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, by the way. Uh, yeah. It's by, got a nice, bright, clear display. So. All right. Well, hey, hopefully we'll get our Antarctica uh, uh, things uh, launched pretty soon, Bill. I mean, uh, uh, Glenn, yeah, your call's cool. on one of them. Uh, KW5GP is on one of them. So you're going to be flying great. down here. And if it crashes into a Russian uh, military base somewhere, they'll be contacting you. I know nothing. I know nothing. Is that is that was that Jose Jimenez or was that uh, uh, that was uh, Sergeant Schultz Sergeant on Hogan's Schultz, Heroes? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. All right, hey guys, it's time to sign off. Save me three, everybody. Good night to everybody uh, out there listening on shortwave and is uh, tuned into the show here on uh, uh, YouTube. We appreciate you being with us, and uh, we will see you next week. Good night. Y'all have fun. All right, let me see.